Grab your Bibles. Uh, We have been in a series called Made To. We've been talking about things that God has made us to be or made us to do as part of his original design for us. Okay? If you walk through life not knowing who God has made you to be, your identity in him, or what he's called you to do, inevitably you're going to grasp the closest thing to you, and you're going to live for temporary purposes. But Christians, we are called to live for eternal purposes and to live for eternal perspective. Amen? If you know who God has made you to be and when your purpose, you're going to live intentionally. And I have a burden on my heart to see that Christians know their identity in Christ and to live intentional lives. You're not, we don't want to just drift through life. We want to live intentional, purposeful lives. And so we've been talking about that in this series, things that we have made, God has made us to be and to do. Um, I'll do a quick recap. Part one, we did a message called Made to Receive God's Love. Before you did anything good or bad, you are the object of God's affection, and he, uh, he made you to be a recipient of his love. Part two, uh, Emily did a message, Pastor Emily did a message called Made to Run. She talked about casting off the sin that so easily entangles and running the race that is set before us. Talks about that in the book of Hebrews. Part three, we did a message called Made to Be Confident in God's love. We're not made just to receive his love, but actually God wants confident kids who face the world with confidence in, in, uh, in God's love for them. Part four was made to worship. That is part of who God has created to be. Many people go through life and they don't know their purpose. Listen, part of your purpose is to be a worshiper. Okay? So just do that. Receive that and, and be a worshiper. Part five, made to be known. You are made for relationship with the living God. You're made to walk with him, have a relationship with him, and to be known by him. Part six, we did this last week, made to walk in God's will. Jesus said, it is my food to do the will of him who sent me. In other words, there is something satisfying, there is something gratifying that Jesus was talking about um, receiving, um, that he received from God by walking in his will. It's the same with you and I. When we find the calling, destiny, and what God has for us, we walk in that, it is gratifying, it is fulfilling, it is life-giving. We talked about that last week. Uh, this week, the title of our message is called Made to Make a Difference. Everyone say, made to make a difference. All right, come on. Here's the deal. If you're an accountant, you make a difference, right? Because of subtraction and what have you, and so on and so forth. That was so bad. Okay. I... Okay, moving forward, all right, made to make it, here's the deal, God has created each of us in his image to transform this world around him, that is who you're called to be, you have been given a measure of authority, you've been given a measure of gifts and talents, you've been given a measure of possessions, time, money, influence, all these are borrowed from God, none of us None of us create wealth. We've been given the ability to create wealth, okay? All these are borrowed things from God. Why? So that we can bring his authority to this world and to transform this place for him. This is who you are and who you're called to be. Um, I'm going to read a couple um, verses on, uh, I would call them original design Bible verses, because I want you to know your original design, what you've been created to do. One of them, which I love this verse, we read it, often here at the church is Ephesians 2.10. It says this, For we are God's handiwork, created in Christ Jesus, why? To do good works, works, which God prepared in advance for us to do. God 
before you, um, from the foundations of the world, before you were conceived, he predetermined, predestined you to do some stuff in this world. Amen. How many want to find out what that is and walk in it? I do. I'm going to open my water. Now, I want to, I'm spilling a little bit up here. I want to dispel a common misconception. This is kind of what we're going after today. Your good works, that is your benevolent deeds, and the work of your hands, your labor, the thing, the thing that you do maybe to provide for your family's needs, are not mutually exclusive of one another. I want to suggest that your good works includes more than just your benevolent deeds. I want to suggest that this includes everything you do. Whatever you do, do it for the glory of Jesus. Okay, uh, let, me, let me read another original design verse. Um, this goes back to Genesis chapter 2, verses 5 through 7. It says this, Now no shrub had yet appeared on the earth, and no plant had yet sprung up. For the Lord God had not sent rain on the earth, and there was no one to work the ground. But streams came up from the earth and watered the whole surface of the ground. Then the Lord God formed man out of the dust of the ground, breathed into his nostrils the breath of life, and man became a living being. Let's jump down to verse 15. Then the Lord God took man... Put him in the Garden of Eden to work it and to take care of it. Everyone look at your neighbor and say, work it. You got to work it, all right? Listen, God has put you here on this planet to do some type of work. Listen, um, we don't get our identity from what we do. We get our identity from him. So we're not human doings, we're human beings. But it is super vital, super important that we put our hands to something. The pandemic was very clear evidence of this, we saw, uh, in my estimation, um, there was an equal amount of damage done from people being aimless and purposeless as there was from the virus itself. Maybe more. The, the cure might have been worse than the virus itself. Okay, we need to put our hands to something. We need to do something, and purposeless is a huge problem. But here in Ephesians, you have that we're created in Christ Jesus to do good works. And in Genesis, it says that God created mankind to work and to keep the garden. And that, of course, expands now to the entire world. But I want, what I want to point out is these are not competing purposes. There's not like, oh, I'm torn between good works and I'm torn between my responsibilities. No, these are complementary purposes. Okay, Whatever you do, do it for the glory of God. When you follow Jesus, when you place your faith and trust in him, you don't have sacred work and secular work. Okay, it's all sanctified. It's all, it's all sacred. Whatever. It is. So whether you're helping an old lady cross the street, or you're taking your garbage out to the street, listen, it's it's all it's all sacred. Okay, in Christ, he 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 abolishes the uh, the secular idea, and everything you do, you do it for the glory of Jesus. Come on, let me give you a couple of examples of this. Um, uh, tithing. Um, I was going to ask for hands of how many people tithe, but I'm going to do that. But listen, we encourage you to be a tither. It's giving the first 10% to the Lord. Tithing is good, and we appreciate those of you who do it. Um, But listen, when you tithe, it's not just the 10% that you give that becomes holy. When you put God first in your finances, he makes all of your money holy. Okay? He makes the whole thing holy. Um, Let me give you another example. Quiet times. Quiet times is that designated, set-aside time for the Lord that, that we should all have. 
But the idea is that when you honor God with a devoted time, he guides you in all of your time, right? He guides, he guides the rest of our time. Um, how about a Sabbath day? Um, and, and one of the Ten Commandments is they were commanded to take a Sabbath day. This is a great principle, by the way, for Christians to have is take a day off. You can't work seven days a week. Um, you know, some people have the problem of getting them motivated. Other people have the problem of getting them to stop, okay? But taking a Sabbath day. When we set aside a day of rest, God will make the other six more productive, okay? Um, so when we tithe, God blesses all of our finances. When we have quiet times, he directs our whole day. When we rest in him, he makes all of our time more productive, okay? So when we follow Christ, we serve him by maybe it's greeting people at the door, Maybe it's helping in the kids' ministry. Maybe it's going on an outreach. But we also serve Christ by showing up on time for our mundane, boring, Monday through Friday jobs and doing a good job at it. Okay? That is doing that unto the Lord. You're not doing that because your boss is looking. You're doing that because the Lord is watching. And he is a rewarder. Amen? Okay? So today I want to help tear down the wall between secular and sacred. Okay, a lot of people think, oh, Pastor Kurt, what he's doing up here, that's sacred. And I do think it is. But I want to say whatever God has called you to do is also sacred because he's anointed you to put your hands to that thing. Okay, now I'm going to take a drink. So <clears throat> in what way would God specifically have you make a difference in this world? I want to introduce you to something that many of you are familiar with, some of you um, this will be brand new for you to hear this, but I want to um, emphasize this. There's something known as the seven mountains of influence, um, the seven mountains of, of social influence in society. Um, Bill Bright, who's the founder of uh, Campus Crusade uh, Ministry, and Lauren Cunningham, who's the founder of Youth with a Mission, they got together and they said, what are the sectors of society that we can break it down into that if we have influencers in these areas, we can bring about change and revival to a nation. And so they broke this down into seven different categories. Today, I want to, I, I believe that the body of Christ needs to be engaged in and active in each of these sectors. And my prayer today is that you see yourself identifying very strongly with one of these areas. Does that make sense? So let's go ahead and put it up. <clears throat> Here's the seven mountains of social, uh, societal influence. Number one, um, religion. Number two, family. Number three, education. Number four, government. Number, number five, media. I'm like counting, but my, my fingers are one off. Religion, family, education, government, media, number five. Uh, number six, arts and entertainment. And number seven, business. I believe the body of Christ needs to be engaged in each of these areas. And the body of Christ has a tendency to shy away from and with, withdraw from the world for, for reasons I'll get into here in a little bit, but we've lost influence in these other sectors of society. And I want to encourage you to ask the Lord where he would have you to, to give your influence. And some of you are already in these areas. So let me break these down. The first one was religion. I don't really like the, the word religion, um, but it, it describes what it is. Here is the deal. The Christian church is described in the Greek language as the ecclesia. The word ecclesia means governing body. This translation suggests that the church should have significant influence in all other spheres that make up society. Okay, Jesus didn't call the church to just be a silo of itself. 
Jesus called the church to be a city on a hill shining brightly into all other areas of society. We have something in America that we value, and there's some good to it, which is um, the separation of church and state. Well, listen, that actual statement is not in any of our governing documents. It's, it is, it's meant to be that the government doesn't tell the church how to do church, but the church should influence government, right? Okay, so we need to influence every area of society. Um, some of you are explicitly called to this sphere. You're called to be a missionary. You're called to be a pastor. You're called to be a teacher. You're called to, to work in the church, okay? Um, number two, family. Uh, to a certain degree, all of us are, are called to this, um, this sphere of society. Any functional society, the family is the building block of the community. God desires that men, women, and children within the family be united as one in his love. This sphere of, of society is a major, um, or the lack thereof, I should say, is a major driver, a major force that's shifting our culture in significant ways. And we need to double down, triple down, however many down you can do, <laughs> how important the family structure is. Listen, any institution, any organization that seeks to dismantle and tear down the family structure is absolutely demonic. Absolutely demonic. We need to have strong families. Now, again, to an extent, we're all called to be part of family and to invest in this. But some of you are specifically anointed for this purpose. And I'll give a couple examples. Um, if you're a stay-at-home mom, you're your homeschool mom, listen, this is a very high calling. And, and, and our society has done kind of a bad job of saying, oh, well, that's like second-rate person. You need to be, you know, going for this high-caliber um, powerful career. Well, listen, if, if that's you, go for it. God's called you that. Awesome. But listen, that doesn't diminish in any way, shape, or form those of you who are called to be stay-at-home moms or, or homeschool moms. Come on. Extremely important calling. <clears throat> Number three, education. At one time, America's educational system unapologetically incorporated Bible, prayer, and biblical values into every aspect of school life. This system produced people that created the most powerful and prosperous nation the earth has ever seen, okay? This is the United States of America. What do we need to do? We need to reintroduce biblical truths and biblical-centric values and rebuild this educational system, okay? Educational system is under serious attack in America right now. And if they would just teach math, science, reading, writing, and the basics, I would kind of like, okay, that's fine. But there's a lot of other garbage that they're introducing into our school systems. And we need godly men and women in the educational system. Teachers, you have an incredible responsibility and calling. We commend you. And I know that some of you might feel that you're really in any area of society, but you might feel that your hands and feet are tied by what you can do for the Lord in these uh, systems. But listen, follow the leading of the Holy Spirit. Look for those opportunities, and God will open doors for you. To move, uh, to, for him to move through you. Number four is government. Some of you are specifically called into government. In fact, we had a prophetic word um, during the women's uh, gathering a couple weeks ago um, from Lynette Glaycorn that there were some in this church who were called to public office, to, to engage and get into public office. Um, government. While each individual is responsible for their own sins, the fact remains that laws greatly influence society as a whole. 
Okay, we all have to live under the laws that are created in government. Proverbs 14.34 states that righteousness exalts a nation, but sin is a reproach to any people. Okay, this is why we need good laws and godly people in government. Psalm uh, 94 verse 20 says, Shall the throne of iniquity, which devises evil by law, have fellowship with you? Let me tell you something. You have fellowship with those in authority who make evil decrees when you vote for them. Okay? We don't want to have fellowship with, with those who create evil decrees. And I've heard today that it's possible that the Supreme Court decision to possibly overturn Roe versus Wade might come down like this next week, maybe as early as tomorrow. We need to pray and believe that that would be overturned because it is a demonic decree and the decree of 73. Come on. All right. So some of you are called specifically to that, to be influencers in that arena. Maybe not a politician. Maybe just someone who brings awareness to what's going on, okay? Uh, Number five, media. The media mountain includes news sources such as Radio, uh, TV news stations, newspapers, internet news, blog sites. Uh, The media has potential to sway popular opinion on current issues based upon its reporting. Okay, We need Christians to pioneer new works of media. There there are some great works of media that are Christian out there. Um, So we need Christians to pioneer new works and to be in those works. But we also need Christians in the existing uh, networks and media platforms that are out there. Uh, Number six, arts and entertainment. We find some of the most influential forces shaping our society on this mountain. Music, filmmaking, television, social media, and the performing arts drive the cultural tastes, values, standards of a nation's citizens, particularly in its youth. Some of you are called to be influencers in the media realm. I just want to encourage you, if God has given you influence in any realm, use it. For the glory of Jesus. All right, last one, number seven, business. Many of you are called to be business owners uh, or work in corporate world. The ability to create wealth through ingenuity, enterprise, creativity, and effort is a God-given gift that he's given you. This includes anything from farms to small businesses to large corporations, okay? Um, Some of you are called to be business owners. Some of you are called just to be engaged in as a godly person in the corporate world, and that is a high calling as well. Listen, we send missionaries and we support missionaries all over the world, but I want us to begin to think of um, these seven spheres of society, and we want to send people, intentionally send people into these different spheres of society to bring about change and revival to the glory of Jesus. We need kingdom influencers in every one of these areas. Now, you're probably likely already engaged in one of these areas, but no one has given you uh, clear language to articulate, oh, yeah, that's my calling. God has placed me on this mountain to make a change and a difference in this mountain, okay? So hopefully I'm giving you more context and language to what God has called you into. Personally, I'm called to the church. I'm called to the religious sector. And I, I dabble as a family influencer, and I care very much about my family, And I dabble a little bit in the governmental realm, but primarily my sector is the religious sector, okay? Where are you at? It's crucial that you find yourself in one of these sectors, all right? Okay. 
One of the problems that has happened as a church is that in an effort to stay pure, the church has withdrawn from these sectors of society, and then we wonder why we've lost influence in these sectors, okay? Thank God Jesus is coming back. He's coming to get us. There is such thing as a rapture, but at the same time, we have to occupy this place until Jesus returns. We have to stay engaged in culture, okay? That doesn't mean to dilute you or to compromise, but we can, we can have both. We can be engaged in culture and totally on fire for Jesus at the same time. Amen? Um, I'll give you an example of this in my own life. Um, before my wife and I were in full-time ministry from about the year 2000 to 2008, I was a meat cutter. I liked meat. I learned how to cut meat. I became a journeyman meat cutter. I told myself I would never marry a vegetarian. Thank God I found a woman who likes meat. Medium rare, even better, okay? So I'm a meat guy. I, I, I can't do the vegetarian thing. If that's you, more power to you. But anyway, meat cutter. Uh, from from the 2000 to 2008, I was a meat cutter. And just at my job, and this, I'm sure this is the case with many of you in your jobs, um, I like jokes. I like comedy. My wife and I love to go to comedy shows and that kind of stuff. But I don't like dirty comedy. I don't like, like, totally crass or vulgar comedy so in the meat department if there was a there'd be a joke going around and people knew that Kurt's a Christian I'm a Christian that's I mean I talked about it to everyone right and they knew if there was a dirty joke going around they would you know tell it to this guy tell it to this guy tell it to this girl and then we're like oh yeah you don't want to hear this and they would like pass pass around me not tell me the joke because I didn't want to hear it. if it was a completely dirty, dirty and vulgar joke I didn't want to have anything to do with it now, you might think, oh, that alienated me from the rest of the, my coworkers. Well, no, I was making a stand that, like, I'm not going to just do what you guys do. But at the same time, I was engaged in their lives. I, I listened to them. I cared about their lives. And I will say to this day, so I, I stopped being a meat cutter in 2008. So over, well over 10 years later, to this day, some of those people that I worked with will call me when they need prayer for something. When a loved one dies, they need someone to, to officiate a funeral. And there's, they still know, like, in some cases, you are the only connection or to spirituality that people have. And so we have to maintain, of course, a standard. We're not going to compromise ourselves with the world, but we're in the world, not of the world. Amen? We need to be engaged. Our mission statement as a church is we exist to light up the world with the love of Jesus. Okay? How do we do that? Number one, encounter God. And that's part of what we do here today on Sunday mornings, encounter God. We want to, we're changed through, through times of intimacy with the Lord. Number two, we want to empower people. Okay, we want to build people up, empower them. Number three, we need to shine the love of Jesus everywhere we go. Um, you could say it like this, because you could say encounter, empower, shine, or you could say encounter, empower, engage. Listen, stay engaged where God has you, in your workplace, or where you're going. Amen? Jesus said this, John 17, 15 through 18. This is his, Jesus' prayer. And he's praying for his disciples, but this, this also is for us. It says this, My prayer is not that you would take them out of the world, but that you protect them from the evil one. They are not of the world, even as I am not of it. Sanctify them by the truth. Your word is truth. As you sent me into the world, I have sent them into the world. Okay? Listen, church, you are a sent one into the world. God knows the timing. He'll come get us someday or he'll call you home someday. 
But at this point, you're called into this world. And if you're here and you're breathing and you have air in your lungs, you're called to make a difference on this planet. And so this morning, my prayer is that each person would identify with one of these areas that we've mentioned today. And you could be, if you're at home, I want you to participate with this. If you're retired, I want you to find one of these areas that you can identify with and allow God to pour through you. And so we're going to pray for each of these areas. And I'm going to have um, different people come up and pray for these different areas. So um, David Blanchard, do you want to come pray for the religious sector? David is a missionary to Mexico. I'll give him a hand. And they've seen so many people saved. Okay, we'll start with that. And then we're going to have, let's see. Um, I'm going to have Aaron Miniger come pray for family. I'm going to have uh, Courtney come pray for education. Justin Davenport come up, and I'm going to have you pray for government. Adam Lowry, I'm going to have you pray for media. Um, I'm going to have Russell Sickler, if you're back there still. I'm going to have you pray for the arts and entertainment. And then we're going to have MJ pray for business. And you guys can come up right now if you, if you would. Uh, okay, we'll start with the religious sector. So we're going to do about one-minute prayers. If you're called to be apostle, prophet, teacher, pastor, evangelist, missionary in the church, you're called to church world, would you stand to your feet? And I'm going to have David uh, pray for us. Thank you, Pastor. Hmm. Let's do something as a body. Would you extend your hands out to these that are standing? And let's just believe in agreement. Father God, we thank you for your anointing upon every one of these ministers of the gospel of Jesus Christ. And we thank you that these ambassadors have been called and have been placed in this world at this time for such a purpose and a time as this to do and to bring your kingdom to this earth as it is in heaven. May it be done on this earth in the area of spiritual influence. Father God, we thank you for the spiritual influence that everyone has as a believer in Christ Jesus, but we also lift up right now those that are apostles, prophets, evangelists, pastors, teachers, ministers of the gospel of Jesus Christ. And we thank you, Father God, that you would give us the insight, the revelation knowledge, the understanding, the discernment that we need to be able to do what we need to do in such a time as this that our world is in right now. And help us not to back down, but help us to go forward, to be your instruments shining the light of Jesus Christ on this earth as it, Lord, as you called us to do. And Lord, I just thank you and we praise you and we just bless every single one. Thank you for Pastor Kurt and Emily. We bless this church. And we thank you for fresh anointing on every single one in the name of Jesus. Amen. Awesome. All right, if you uh, feel specifically called to the realm of family, you guys can sit down. If you feel, uh, feel called to the realm of family, please uh, stand to your feet. If you're at home as well, stand when we, when we call these out, and, and we're going to pray for you. I'm going to have Aaron pray for families. Okay, so raising a family is messy. And the battle is fought not on Sundays, but Monday through Saturday. And so God put on my heart the story of the woman at the well, and how he told her, he said, listen, when you drink normal water, you're going to be thirsty again. But if you drink the water I have for you, you'll never thirst again. And there's moms and dads here who are watching their kids drink from different sources. And it's a concern. You see the impact, the negative impact of these sources 
And Jesus is speaking over you as leaders in your home and battle fighters and war winners to present the water of Christ to your family. Because if your children drink from Jesus, they'll never thirst again. So Father, I pray that a living river of water would flow through homes. All the closed doors of all the pretty houses in Greeley and Northern Colorado, they look so nice, but there are battles being fought behind those pretty homes. And you have a river that you wanna unleash upon families. And so in Jesus' name, I speak freedom. In Jesus' name, I speak a holy addiction over our children, that they would become addicted to you and only you. From, for the rest of their lives, Jesus, that they would never be the same and it would happen in the home. Amen. Awesome. All right, I'm gonna have those in uh, the realm of education, your teacher, preschool teacher, whatever, would you stand to your feet? Again, if you're at home, stand to your feet. I'm going to have Courtney pray for you. Dear Heavenly Father, we lift every single one of the people in here that is surrounded by education, Lord. That is such an important place for us to be, to lift up your children, to help those that are seeking to find their purpose, Lord. We ask for attunement with the teachers to your will, Lord, that they will look to you and they will be a source of renaissance upon all of the children and all of the adults that they touch, that you will go into these systems and that you will change them, that places that have shunned you will now be lifted up to you through those people that go in and fight for the right of you, Lord, to share your love and your peace and your presence and the knowledge that is you, Lord, that the Holy Spirit will come upon each and every single one of those people in those classrooms, in those settings, and they will know who you are, Lord. We ask these things in the mighty name of Jesus the Christ. Justin pray for those of you in the realm of government, firefighter, police officer, politician, um, would you stand to your feet? Again, stand at home if this is you. Thank you, Jesus. Well, there's something to be said about first responders and governmental leaders is uh, we're just hardwired differently. And so, uh, Lord, I just thank you, Father God, that uh, we just bless those that are in that realm of the governmental uh, stages in life, Father God, that those that are in the, the House and the, the Senate and the President, Father God, and, and those that are police and fire and EMT, Lord, I just thank you, Lord God, that... Um, uh, and the military, Lord, I just thank you that uh, you have just raised them up for such a time as this, Lord. And I thank you, Father God, that they seek justice. They, they're going out to do good and seek justice. And I thank you, Father God, that um, you just let the, the voices of the godly raise up and be loud. You let the voices of the godly to be powerful, Father God. And I just thank you that you have placed each person in a designated time, in a designated position for this time, Lord. And I just thank you, Father God, that uh, you just enable them to do what you've called them to do, Father God. And I thank you, Lord Jesus. I just plead the blood of Jesus over them, that they're protected in everything that they do, Lord, serving the community. And I thank you in Jesus' name. Awesome. Um, I'm going to have MJ pray for those in business. 
So if you're a business person, you own your own business, or you're involved in the corporate world in any way, <clears throat> go ahead and stand your feet. Same with you at home. I, this would also include those in like the medical community, hospitals, nurses, etc. So stand your feet and we're gonna have MJ pray for you. Hallelujah. First of all, you are the ones that make it happen. God has called you to do something special and it's in your heart to run a business, to, to put people out there and employ people. Father God, we come before you this morning. We just thank you, Lord, for these people that have they're running businesses that are that are doing something bold. It's not easy today running an operation or business or or things like that like it was years ago. Things have changed. But Lord, we know you have your hand in this. You have a hedge of protection over all these people here this morning. You're going to bless this their businesses. They're going to they're going to profit off this and they're going to do so many things. There's going to be more people coming to you. And you're going to bless them as well because you are blessed. God has given you a purpose to honor that and to move forward in your business. Lord, we thank you once again for all of these business people out there that make it happen. In Jesus' name, amen. Awesome. If you're in the realm of media in any way, shape, or form, go ahead and stand to your feet. Again, if you're home, stand to your feet. I'm going to have Adam pray for Yes, God, we just uh, thank you for this realm of media. We thank you, Lord, that you have given your people a voice, Lord, that they can speak the truth and the truth can set people free. And so, God, I just pray that you would um, just interact with your people, that you would download um, your directive and your words into their mouths and into their writings and into their, their blogs and into their YouTube videos, God, that they'd be able to put forth your truth, that they'd be protected, God, and that that truth would be changing lives. And God, we just thank you, Lord, that there is going to be truth. We pray against um, any form of the, the fake news on, on either side of the aisle, God, but that your truth would be able to go forth, Lord, that it would not return void. It would go forth through the mouth and the, the writings and the blogs and the the vlogs and every form of media that we have out there. God, I just thank you for that. I pray that you give new insight um, and new strategies to these people that are in this realm. And uh, God, even just, um, yeah, even new strategies, God, on, on new forms of media that haven't been put out there yet. God, that we wouldn't be playing catch up to the world. We wouldn't be playing catch up to the TikToks and the, the, the Facebooks and the Instagrams, God, but we'd be putting out new forms of media that the world is getting behind that are started with your truth and with your people. And we just thank you for that. And last one, arts and entertainment. I'm going to have Russell pray for us. He writes rap, and he's in the production world of sound and what have you, so pray for us. Oh, stand to your feet if you would. That's if you're in the realm of arts and entertainment. Go ahead and stand to your feet. Father God, I ask that, uh, Lord, all of these creatives, Lord, that they're just going to be consumed in their dreams by thoughts of your kingdom, by thoughts of heaven, by thoughts of pursuing you, Lord. God, I ask that they delight in you, in their arts and in, in, in their entertainment, Lord, that, that there's nothing that can stop your face from being seen uh, in this art and in this entertainment. Lord, that these creatives want nothing to do with hedonism. They want nothing to do with, with pleasure of, of self, with pursuit of self, Lord, they're consumed with pursuit of you. 
and their art and their influence is going to project that into the world and it's going to be louder than Satan roaring in the wilderness. That they're going to hear the Lion of Judah and they're going to see your face, Father, through this influence, through this art. In Jesus' name. Yes, why don't we have everyone stand to your feet. Father, I thank you that every individual here has a measure of influence. Whether you're just coming up, you're a child, or you're retired, God, I thank you that you've called us to engage in one of these areas. And I just say engage in Jesus' name. Lord, I thank you for the grace of God to bring change into these realms. We love you. We bless you. In Jesus' mighty name. And all y'all said, amen.